You're tuned into news across the galaxy where they talk all things LA Galaxy with the Nag Boys. Let's start nagging. Welcome to News Across the Galaxy working title, because this is a first of hopefully many uh, editions of this show where we have a special guest from uh, our Rival Teams podcast for the weekend. Uh, today we have a very special guest, uh, Finn, all the way from Houston, obviously, uh, from the Houston Dinopod. Very clever name. name. Uh, Finn, thank you for being here with us, man. What's up, man? Yeah, you said rival. I was like, I'm from LAFC. No, <laughs> for the weekend, <laughs> just this weekend. It's like Ron Burgundy. I'm LAFC. <laughs> oh, no. We dare not speak that name on this podcast. It's just an abbreviation. It's only four letters. Yeah, you guys have a name. What are what are? Do they even have a team name? What are they? We don't know. They. Yeah, I don't think they know. Call them the. Yeah, yeah a lot of people El, remember them as El, Chivas. El Plasticos. The Plasticos. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I, I think um, my favorite thing that I've seen is uh, it wasn't even from a Galaxy fan. Like they they clowned them because they, they claimed to create all this uh, like all this. They created all this culture and like it was like a Twitter argument. And shut, shut the fuck up. Like you play in, in MLS, Major League Soccer, and your team is called L.A. Football Club. So. Well, we're called Houston Dynamo FC. We're also a football oh, club. Yeah, yeah, but you guys don't walk around like they do with their nose up. No, we just call us the Houston Dynamo. Okay, cool. We got no beef. Let's hope that it ends that way tonight. I will. <laughs> no, they, they got they got that out of the way. They, you know, they used to be the Smurfs, and then they became the the Texan Smurfs, and now they're just they made the name for themselves. They are the <laughs> Dynamo. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me ask you a question real quick, uh, Finn. Before we go further, um, this is actually part two of this episode because I want to throw that out there because uh, a lost episode. Somebody <laughs> forgot to hit the record button, so there's a lost episode out there. Uh, Brian and Edgar were the original uh, hosts of that one. Did any of these nerds make a wrestling uh, reference because of your name? Uh, oh, we- no, but Edgar did talk about WrestleMania. <laughs> oh yeah, we Saturday just, uh, and Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we went to WrestleMania. Eddie was there as well. Uh, it was. Uh, I mean, that stadium was humongous, uh, and uh, it's shocking to think that sorry that Stan Kroenke is going to throw away a potential World Cup final at that stadium, uh, despite the fact how massive it is in there. Nah, yeah, it's not. They're not. We're gonna we're gonna have it here, or or if not, we throw it in Houston and we can go stay at Finn's. Yeah, I mean it's two bedrooms and I got four kids, so you guys can, we gotta pull out. There you go. I'm sure they had tons of toys. That <laughs> it's the first time team. I've ever. <laughs> first time I've ever had a pull out was the couch. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, the the proof is there. Four kids, huh? <laughs> yeah. They're running around and the W two reflects. 
<laughs> oh man all right uh i know you don't have much time you guys both have kids uh i have my dog so i have to take him out to pee uh so we'll we'll move, move, move it along uh edgar i know you guys were uh talking a little bit about uh the you guys as teams right uh last time you guys were on uh just kind of went uh went through how our team's current form is uh um, whatever else edgar if you want to get us started and that way i can pull up my stats because you know this is our our side is news across the galaxy we're not prepared here all feelings no facts yeah um i, I, I was commenting about the, the odd nature of the last six times these teams have met uh, where uh the last three times uh the away team has won which is you know something kind of kind of an oddity in mls and over the last six games, Galaxy has won uh, twice, uh, Houston once, and then it's been three draws. So it's up in the air, you know, who, who's going to win, who's going to lose, um, and it raises a lot of questions. But you know what? At least Houston has a couple wins under the belt. Meanwhile, we're still, like, out in the desert, you know, trying to find, that, you know, the promised land over here. Um, but it looks like uh, Galaxy is getting some uh, reinforcements. I heard that Julian Alde is – been being picked up by the team at Houston's airport, which is kind of funny. Uh, they're going to pick him up at the airport, you know, and then take him home. Uh, but he, obviously he won't be available for uh, to play, but we've seen what uh, somebody like Lucas Caligari can do for the Galaxy defense. And now all we need is some, what? Wingers. I was too. Yeah. So from Houston's point of view, how are things? I mean, like I told you yesterday in the episode that never was, we, uh, We've won two games. Uh, we we usually, you know, we usually win early, and then we kind of taper off. But right now, offensively, we are. Uh, I can't even. Can I make the sophomore on prom night jokes again? Because those were killer. <laughs> offensively, we're scoring about as much as a sophomore boy on prom night. Um, not much. We got three PKs, two open P, two open play goals. It's been a. We're good defensively. We're sound at the back. We have a ter- terrific midfield. But offensively, we've been struggling. And uh, but you know what? The uh, the vibe here is good. The owner has renovated the stadium. He brought in Hector Herrera. He brought in a thirteen or fourteen new players this year. We cut and released an entire team's worth of players. Such such barn burners as Tyler Pasher, Darwin Saren, Tim Parker. You know, guys like that. And we replaced them with what we hope is quality. But right now, things are looking up. It's just taking time for uh, Uncle Ben Olsen to get everything going. Good old Ben Olsen. And this is where I, I remember that, that story I, I mentioned. Uh, I, uh, I've i been covering MLS since 1997. And uh, back then, um, I would sometimes go into the visitor's locker room and get a quote or two. And the very first time I walked into the D.C. United locker room, there was this wide-eyed, very impressionable, very impassioned young man sitting there on the, at the end of a bench. And as I was walking in, he flagged me over. And I was like, well, who is this guy? And he's like, hi, hi, hi. Do you know where the nearest Jamba Juice is? I said, what? I love Jamba Juice, man. I can't, I, I, can't, I can't have enough Jamba Juice. Do you know where it is? I'm like, yeah, there's one over there. And this young, this young man was Ben Olsen, who's now managing your Houston Dynamo. You know, when you... Uh, I was going to say, how's it been with uh, good old Ben there? Uh, we, I call him Big Ben or Uncle Ben. But the way, the way <laughs> you praise him he sounds like frat boy ben where's where, hey where's the nearest jamba juice have you found one uh you make him sound like a like a pwn 
Yeah, and he's fiery. He, you know, he last game. We, oh man, we were talking about uh, pro referees pretty heavily oh. last night. Oh my they god, they yeah. suck. They suck. We oh. had we had the gifted and amazing Tory Penso, who has set the record for most PKs at a game twice, twice, three. And uh, man, he was getting pissed off, but I I like him. Like I told them yesterday, it, it wasn't the sexy hire. It was like our fans are like, we want a Porsche, and ownership's like, bro, we're gonna get a Honda. Because you can count on them, and they're going to do what you need. It gets you places, right? Yeah, point it does. To Hopefully, uh, the playoffs. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the pro referees, and uh, one of the things that has come up for both Houston and Galaxy is uh, VAR and penalties, or lack thereof. And one of the things that we've noticed is um, there's been such a reliance on VAR that. You kind of like think, you know, referees aren't making the calls on the field anymore. They're relying so much on VAR to to get things done. And what the hell are they doing out there with that whistle? Yeah. uh, Well, we talked about it, how they like to let the play run and review it later. But to me, that just makes them not watch in real time. Yeah. Like, what's the point of watching in real time? If you're like, oh, we're going to look at it later. Why waste your why waste your time on it? But they're not doing it. And they're still messing up these calls. And there's there's really no way to make them non-objective. Unless you let AI do it. I don't know, man, because everybody's got an opinion. And to one guy, it's one thing. And to somebody else, it's another. I think it's when, when it goes your way, then you like it this way when it goes. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like for us, is at, at least this season, we want uh, VAR to make the decision because we've been a victim already, what, like three times where the ref makes the call on the field and they either take a look and they can't overturn it because it's not clear and obvious and where the ref was, you know, we don't agree with the call or they don't go look at it. Like in the case of uh, Jovic's goal. Yeah, we yeah. get the uh, the bottom of the barrel when it comes to professional refs. Sorry, Edgar, I cut you off, brother. No, it's fine. I, I was just going to mention how uh, it's gotten to the point where Greg Vanny, uh, you know, obviously uh, the Galaxy coach, manager, he actually ranted during a press conference, and we're just waiting for MLS to hand down some sanctions or some kind of punishment. But he was just ranting. He called out the refs. He's like, look, you know, this is this is not a PK. This is a PK. And uh, he was really upset. Uh, but some of that anger is also, also stems from the fact that he's had to be the face of this franchise during one of the most uh, chaotic, uh, just – very confusing and for some people depressing times in Emma and um, Galaxy history because of the whole Chris Klein uh, situation and the Klein out thing. Chris Klein, if many people don't know in uh, Houston, or is uh, the president of the LA Galaxy. Uh, he's uh, he's at the center of a large protest that's, uh, established by the supporters groups over here. And we'll talk more about it later on, more in depth. But uh, one of the, the aspects of this is the fact that he hasn't shown face. Uh, he's usually out there, you know, in, in better times, he was out there like, you know, talking about to people and walking along the people. And now he's just kind of become a recluse. And and when the team, need, when the fans demanded that he come out and make a statement, he just kind of hid. So a lot of people are very upset about that. Yep. Yeah, he hasn't made a p- appearance. Uh, and whew, I can't remember uh, when's the last time we saw client and in front of a camera can't even remember what he looks like probably doesn't even look like himself anymore yeah i was telling them yesterday chris klein because i don't know anything about teams outside of houston really 
And I read Chris Klein and I told him, I was like, the guy from American Pie, Casanova. Because <laughs> you're like, we haven't seen him on camera. I'm like, me neither. It's been like since 2002. Seriously. <laughs> after he was too old to play a teen, that's it. His, uh, his career was over. Well, as Matthew McConaughey would say, you're never too old to play a teen. <laughs> because even though he gets older, they stay the same age. <laughs> they stay the same I age. See, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that joke right. was all right, all right, all right. That uh, was <laughs> But you got that guy down the road. <laughs> we don't talk about him. It's a conflict. Oh, he goes to yeah, you know, he goes to one match a game, one match a year, and like wears a stupid ass green leprechaun outfit and bangs a drum. <laughs> and then he goes and collects his millions and millions of dollars from the team that generated the seventh most revenue in MLS, but is like twenty third in salaries. So Pre-court and uh, McConaughey are raked in the dope. Ah, you said the dirty word, pre-court. <laughs> yeah, nobody likes him. Yeah, it's almost as bad as the other pre-thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and uh, I lost my all these jokes. I kind of lost my train of thought here. My bad. Uh, no, it's my all bad. good. I was like, damn, this guy is funny. Uh, <laughs> so. It's I'm used, I'm used to being the witty one, so when somebody's outwitting me right here, it's like really throwing me off. I, I, I feel good not having to carry all the humor on, on my back, you know? It, it Thanks, Eddie. Good. I appreciate that. Shut up. Yeah, I've done a, about eight or nine months, but I've always told jokes and shit, so this is just easy. Oh, doing it like this. Perfect. You know, these, well, these guys make it seem hard, that's why. <laughs> Yo, know, I've been on with some podcasts where it was like, dude, you just need to have some some like motivation. You sound like someone just died. Some <laughs> people are boring. Y'all are cool, man. Y'all are cool. All right. That's the first. Thank you. Time. Thank you. Um, one of the things that we're very happy about uh, is that fact that we got Houston earlier this year, <laughs> because oh, yeah. usually we look at that schedule and we see Houston late in the season and we're like, Oh no, decision day is coming. This is over for I was, us. I was out there in like, the year that we got left out. No, no, we made it to the playoffs. I think to Minnesota and uh, we needed to beat Houston to host. And it was the last game of the season, and it was hot as balls, and they put us in the freaking sun, and we had to stand there hours before the game kicked off. Uh, Houston is not an easy place to just stand in, and uh, I can imagine playing in that weather. But I see that it's, uh, it looks like you guys got rain coming on Saturday, right? So it is going to rain early on Saturday. It should be cleared out by game time. Um, it's cooler right now, man. It's like, I went, I'm shivering, but by game time, it should be cleared out, um, according to the weather. But then again, uh, weathermen are never right. Nah, especially here in SoCal. Uh, we, it was, this year is an exception because when it's supposed to rain ends up like, oh, never mind. But no, we, we got our healthy amount of rain this year. Uh, but anyway, uh, going into the game, and I would—I don't yeah. know what you know about our team, Finn. If there's anything uh, you guys are maybe concerned about, you know, I don't know if you've heard that, like the return of Chicha now. Uh, Edgar talked about yeah. uh, our right back coming, coming, coming in, or picking him up, or Ubering him from the airport in Houston or something. And well, I, like I said, Chicha is coming back, but. You know, he is, what, 36, 35 now, and then coming from a hamstring injury. I don't know. Is that yeah. something is he know? that old? Is he 35 or 36? Something like that, right? Jesus. He's getting there. 
And like I was mentioning uh, before, <clears throat> you know, one of the things about a hamstring injury is it, it's a very delicate thing to get. Um, like I got one when I was 22 and it still bugs me from time to time unless I stretch really well before I go running. Um, well, in his case, uh, the second to last game in the preseason, he got, he tweaked his hamstring and uh, like just five minutes into the game, they took him out as a precautionary measure and you think he'd be back sooner than later. And no, he's been gone for a while. So I guess they're being very, very precautious in the meantime. Um, Dayan Jovalich uh, has had to, well, I don't know, carry the load, but he's had to, you know, be playing up front. And he, we, we, one of the things that we discussed on, on News Across the Galaxy was the fact that it seems like either Jovalich isn't making the right adjustments or the offensive scheme, the setup, isn't, isn't meant for him. It's meant for somebody more like a Chicharito. But there's also that question of how much of that has been hampered by the fact that we really don't have quality wingers. And, but now that we've got one in Tyler Boyd, the team still hasn't learned to incorporate him into the attack to the full potential that he can bring. So there's so many questions up in the air. If Chicharito comes back to the team and we're still not scoring goals, <laughs> something's really wrong. <laughs> so um, we also uh, wanted to ask you uh, about. Uh, one of the newest additions to Galaxy, and that's Memo Rodriguez. And we wanted to know uh, what what was his, what was it like for him during his time with Houston, and what do you think he could bring to LA Galaxy? So, like I did last night, if you Galaxy fans are listening, you want to hear his profile? Go to season one, episode sixteen on Memo. What does he bring? He is like I told y'all, he is a good depth piece. He he won't win you a game, but he won't lose you a game. He's going to put in a shift. He's going to do his job. He was. Towards the end, a lot of people were like, get him out of my club mm. here in Houston, which is a shame because he's a homegrown and he's, he's one of only two to make it through the academy into the professional team. I mean, he's been playing, I guess, since he was 12 with Houstonians, 12 or 15 years old, and he made it and he had that breakout year. And then we fired Wilmer Cabrera. We brought in Tab Ramos. Tab um, started playing him on the left wing. He's not a wing. He's a midfielder, either center or left side. And then under Paulo Nagamora for the eight months he was in charge, he was also playing wing. Like he'd move around between the midfield and the wing. And it was night and day difference what he looked like in the midfield because he's an eight. He's a box to box guy and he's going to get in the box and he's going to score goals and he's going to assist. And he, he can take free kicks a little bit. But like I told him, if you're starting him week in and week out, you're in trouble and you don't have a good team. Well, that confirms it. We don't have a good team. <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned that he takes a you know a few free kicks here and there because from what I've been noticing he's been taking uh, many of the of the set pieces for LA Galaxy, and this is a team that has uh, you know Ricky Puja on there and there's some other uh, guys that could score the ball, but no, it's been Memo. So, uh, well, at least we're glad to have him because uh, this is going to be a very very long season when you take in the. Uh, when you take into account U.S. Open Cup, League's Cup, uh, and playoffs, uh, it's just a lot of football this this year. And having a deaf piece will really come in handy. Um, I don't also. I don't think. What, I don't think uh, by the way, before we move on from Memo, I don't. I don't think he is like meant to be the starter forever. No, it's just no. Uh, he should our situation. Be. Yeah, just he's a bench player and he's a squad player. You, yeah, you start him in an Open Cup game, and he's gonna look like Dad Gum and Golo Conte. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe Luka Modric. He'll look like Modric. But against MLS competition, he looks very average, you know? Yeah. 
We have we have worse players. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Can you yeah. guys you guys interested in an Efra? <laughs> no. Where does he? You said he was a midfielder, right? Yeah, yeah. He's great left foot. This guy has an epic left foot. Don't ask about his right. Slatan said have... he's going to be uh, the best th- player ever at some point, or some quote like that the Galaxy keeps holding on to. So I think Slatan plays for AFC Richmond now, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's based off of him, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's got to be. Oh, okay. yeah. It's All way right. too close. Uh, no, man, midfielders, we're, we're stacked. I would put our midfield up against any midfield in, the, in MLS. Oh. When Coco Karaski is on, he is a he's a good and he's youngish. Artur's been a stud, and there's that heck that Herrera guy. I think some people know him. Yeah, he's all right. He's from time <laughs> to time he puts in a decent shift. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, what can it's, you tell us? Oh, go on. Yeah, it's yeah. funny that you say you put your midfield against anybody's midfield. I think we kind of feel the same way with uh, Brugman, uh, Ricky Puj, and My- Mikey Delgado. Uh, so. I guess that's where the game is going to be won, right? If uh, if we're bo- if we both feel that way. Oh yeah, if we, if it goes midfield, I'm I'm very confident, dude. Our tour has been so good. He's been so good. It, we were talking about where the game is going to be one one. Probably down the wings, whichever wingers and backs. There's a mismatch because mm-hmm. we got this big, burly, handsome lad named Daniel. Osteris. You guys heard of him? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> he uh, he yo. He so I was telling y'all last night Tate Schmidt was our left back and he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Steris is gonna play the left back position or our 21-year-old Dutch slash oh it's an African country, Suriname international uh DJ Vanderkoost might make his debut. And Vanderkoost is fast, but he offers very little going forward offensively. Hmm. That'd be interesting. We could end up having a uh... Debuts wingbacks going going up against each other over the weekend. Yeah, you might see our little eighteen year old phenom too, Brooklyn Reigns. He's he's not bad, man. He was in the Barca Academy for a couple of years, and then uh, we signed him at the beginning of last year when he he was what was he just about to turn seventeen. Got his first start two weeks ago, put in a good game last week. They put on the wing, and he's a midfielder. But Uncle Ben said he can play anywhere. He's versatile. Damn. They have an 18-year-old phenom over there. You hear that, uh, Edgar? And we have a 19-year-old has-been. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of people wonder about uh, our no, our new number seven. <laughs> Why, you know, at, at his young age, he has a dad bod. And let me tell you, at 20 years old, he's got two kids already. It, it, it's like it's like having this, this, this uh, I don't even know how to, what like, who to compare him to. Just this player that everybody the whole fan base knows that he ain't got it. And let me see, who's your player? And then Dwayne De Rosario came from Canada, wherever he lives in Canada. I assume he lives in Canada and flies down to present him his Jersey or not his Jersey, hand down his number to him because this kid changed his Jersey to, to our Robbie Keane's uh, number seven. And they made a deal out of it. And this, Oh my God, I can just give myself a headache. Even on this fucking show, I'm still talking about him. Yeah, you said 19-year-old uh, has been. I thought you meant Cade Cowell. Oh. oh no, no, no. He's he's a he's a future Galaxy player. We're going to make a star out of him. <laughs> I'll still take him. I'll still take Cade Cowell. I like him. He's, <laughs> he's nice to look at. He's a cutie. <laughs> you know the joke? He I, is. The joke I yeah, make. He is a good-looking guy. The joke I make is like he looks like those uh, not another teen movie people that he is a teen, <laughs> but does it look like a teen? 
kind of person. Yeah, dude. He he tried rocking a mustache for a while, and it was like, what is that? <laughs> Didn't throw it in the middle, man. Not like not like Edgar's. Look at that mustache. Look at that. Oh, rub just... it. Rub it. Thank you, thank you. My son rubs it all the time. He's like, oh, I'm like, Whoa, now, just, now just got one day. Here. One Calm day. Down. <laughs> Calm down. It's not Alabama, boys. <laughs> <laughs> now this beard has come a long way. I remember when I was like 15, 14, it was all in spots, and I was like, please grow out. <laughs> so I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate, and I could I could uh, see where this can go bad for us. Uh, we have an up and coming uh, center back, uh, a 19 year old Jaden Neal, uh, who's going up against people, experienced people like Bird and uh, Herrera, and that's one of my fears. You know, just like against Houston, you know, but I'm sorry, uh, Seattle last week getting exposed by these players with a lot of experience and. That's somewhere where we're with Ben Olsen also being a coach, uh, exposing that. So in my and for my galaxy, that's one thing that really worries me. The wing, the wingers, we know, we know, we, there's a lack of. So that it, it probably won't get resolved this week, but uh, definitely something for me to be worried about is that that uh, our inexperienced. Center back gets uh, eaten up there because he was a little bit at fault last week. Uh, I don't know if you got to look back at that, Edgar. Well, maybe in the haze of WrestleMania and <laughs> walking around so much over the weekend. I really haven't had a chance to look at the game. But uh, the one thing that I've noticed about him was that he's been giving up early chances, uh, chances to other dairy teams early in the games. He's been uh, – and uh, we – I know it could be early game jitters or whatever, but at some point he's 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 got to work on that. And I'm thinking to myself, is this kid for real? Because uh, he he started with the U.S. Uh, you know youth squads and as a starter, and he, and then he came in with, did a few friendlies with the U.S. national team against Serbia, and uh, who else right now? But so we're watching him very closely. Uh, here within the Galaxy Committee, his mother is very uh, public. Uh, she's on Twitter, and a lot of people know who she is. She's uh, very uh, involved with the Galaxy Committee. So we're all cheering for him. We, we hope he, he continues to improve, but uh, you also want to see him challenged, like keep getting better. And um, so we're wondering how he's going to do against Houston, especially when you guys got uh, you know a great captain in Hector Herrera. Um, and I wanted to say to that, I wanted to ask you what, how, what kind of impact he's had on Houston Dynamo since joining the team and what can Galaxy fans expect from him on, uh, over the weekend? So when he joined the team, there was a lot of hoopla and fanfare, you know, photo shoots. We, we painted murals. There's murals on buildings here now. He's oh, been shit. here for like seven months. Yeah, this is oh. a big deal. Ache Ache's here. Let's paint some shit. <laughs> Houston, um, Houston. No, but we were, that's true. Houston, Houston Herrera. Uh, oh, that sounds like a porn star's name. Um, <laughs> uh, but like it was a quick burst and then it just like it was like it was like a firework. It was a burst last year and then it just disappeared. But we also had a different team. We had the coach got fired uh, with this club. His performances this year where he's had time to train, to integrate, to meet the guys, to develop a camaraderie. Man, his performances are night and day. His lowest rated game thus far was last game and it was a 7-4. Everything else has been 8s. Eights and up. I mean, me and the co-host call him eights and nines. He's been a nine, but he's been phenomenal. He touches the ball twice as much as everybody else. Uh, he's takes our set pieces. He takes our corners. And when well, no, he takes our corners, I think Bossy takes our set pieces. 
The problem is you guys have spoken so highly on Corey Baird. He hasn't really provided any goal scoring or assists. He hasn't done either. Mm -hmm. But then again, nobody has because of top. Our designated player, striker, uh, Sebastian Fitta from Paraguay, he started the first match, played awful, and then he's been benched ever since. And he's he was a half million dollar transfer. And we are thinking, we're thinking that this is the week Sebastian gets back in the lineup. We rock Ivan Franco, who's another Paraguayan, and then we rock Amin Bossi, who's a French Moroccan. And I think we're pretty confident, guys. I'll tell you right now, we, we we're very confident this week. We think this is the week that the gloves are going to come off. And we're going to actually score some goals. Oof. I wish I could say the, say the same because that's our uh, our biggest one of our other bigger issues is that we can't score, uh, whether it's because of bad luck, bad calls, or lack of service. That's something that I can't confidently tell you that we're going to put uh, two or three away like jumping a little bit ahead if I have any belief that we're going to win this game it's like a 1-0 which I honestly don't see happening yeah, yeah. I think I think there's going to be some goals yeah one of the things that we were hoping uh, especially because of how the season ended was that in a pinch, uh, a Dejan Jovovich can come in for Chicharito because we were very fortunate last season. Chicharito uh, didn't really have to deal with too many. Uh, he didn't have to deal like with a real massive injury. He was he was out for a, like in the middle of the season for a bit, but Dejan Jovovich came in and he provided a spark. But mostly, uh, Dejan Jovovich has been great off the bench, uh, and I'm a big. The Ovalish guy, you can ask the guys, you know, I, I'm a, I got my day on jersey and I'm, I, I, I always uh, put up little day on memes when he scores or he does well. Uh, but so far, he really hasn't done much. Uh, he he's the kind of guy who usually is a creative and you give him the ball outside the box. He'll go in there. He'll he'll figure something out. But he's been in and around the six and um, he really hasn't had many touches. And we're wondering, is it him? Is it he? Is he not adjusting well? Or like I said earlier, is it the fact that he's not getting that kind of, you know, the, the, the proper service that he would get from somebody like a Julian Araujo, who is now gone from the LA Galaxy? So all these questions. And now uh, he's probably going to start the game. And I, I wonder how things are going to change once uh, Chicharito enters the match, because Galaxy is definitely going to need him to come in and uh, get some scoring. And if that doesn't happen then yeah uh that's the, the one thing we don't know how it how what chicharito we're getting back it's so funny though how finn is like the gloves are coming off we're gonna take it to you guys and we're like fuck we don't know uh, i guess maybe <laughs> we'll see i i hope for our sake that you guys don't score but i don't i don't know man it's just a feeling i think i go into every game expecting to not lose so i get my heart broken a lot you and me both and not just in soccer but oh, <laughs> i'm sorry that roman reigns won yeah that's all good uh damn uh so two days away now um i don't know if you guys want to jump uh to it now as far as predictions because i know we're all limited with our time here is there anything else you you have edgar or finn you have do you want to bring up to attention uh, regarding this game uh what we're gonna talk we talked clock right 
Did we talk Klein out? Was that? No. Did we, we talk Klein out at all? Well, we could talk about it like after we do our I thought we did, just... didn't we? Uh, not really. We kind of like uh, just... Okay. Uh... So prediction-wise? Yeah. Yeah. All right. My prediction is 3-1 Houston. Whew. Take it easy on us, man. Come on. <laughs> you know what? Soccer gods are going to shine on us. We're going to see a good old-fashioned... Zero zero shootout. <laughs> You're going the Bryant route too? Come oh, on. Bryant, Bryant has said zero zero. Nah, fuck that guy. He's the one that didn't re- get recorded. <laughs> uh, let me see. In that case, I'll go two one loss. There, you happy? Ah, uh, <laughs> I like it. I'm, I'm, the one be, I'm the one who's being a positive Pete here. For actually, I'm saying a a very gritty two to one win, and everybody will be angry at the at the officiating after the game. People will be yelling. You know, a few red cards thrown around, some suspensions, but. Galaxy would come out the two to one win. So somebody's got to be positive. Come on. Yeah. yeah someone's got to be positive, but not naive either. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see if MLS has already announced the officiating duties for this weekend, because we were joking that what if we get like the absolute worst, uh, you know, ref doing, but this game, especially after Galaxy and Houston have had so many issues with the officiating this year. By the way, uh, as far as betting, they don't have it too far off. They have Houston Houston plus 140, Galaxy plus 175. They think the tie is not going to happen. And this one's crazy. I don't know if you know how the betting line work, uh, Finn, but regular time, if you bet no goals, is plus 900. So if- That's you bet a dollar, you win nine, right? Yeah, so 100, 900. Jesus. So if you bet a zero zero draw, it's a it's a nine to one payout. Yep. Wow. Bro, I might do it. <laughs> that's then you, that's then you gotta send me a piece because I'm the one that said it was zero zero. No goals, baby. Now you gotta kick it, you gotta pick kick in some then, man. That's how this works. It's like if you send me to Vegas with twenty, you're getting back twenty. Oh all right, twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, they have the crew out. The head ref is Alex Chilowitz. Alex Chilowitz. I don't know who that is. Alex Chilowitz. They have the crew out, yeah. No, I haven't heard of that guy. I don't see my girl on here. I don't see Tori on here. She must be tired from holding up all those yellow cards last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. There she is. New England and Montreal. Send her up north where it's cold. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of red food on here. here so. yeah, we had... <laughs> We had one of our uh, one of our guys goes, man. She set female referees back decades. Oh. I was like, she wasn't that bad, dude. She was bad, but she wasn't like, you know, abolitionist movement bad. <laughs> or no, what's the word? What's the word? She was like uh, Handmaid's Tale bad. She wasn't setting anybody oh. back. No, we've uh, we've had some issues with the refs, uh, like I said, and. Uh, I think this, these guys are really frustrated and if they get some goals and it'll really take some of that pressure off. Um, and that's where we also can talk about what's going on off the field because it, uh, uh, Greg Vanny, uh, he's been the face of this organization for a while because uh, the team is owned by the Anxious Entertainment Group, AEG, a former Houston Dynamo owner as well. And um, AEG... Uh, the main guy is Phil Anschutz. We haven't seen him around these here parts since 2014 when uh, Don Garber handed him the MLS Cup trophy, which was named after him. And since then, he's been a complete recluse. Um, AG also owns uh, the LA Kings, 
uh, as you can see, I'm a, I'm a Kings fan wearing my LA Kings hat for, for your listeners. And it's been uh, very interesting to see the parallels between these two teams because it, the last time they both won championships was in 2014. Since then, uh, LA Galaxy has just become an absolute mess with Chris Klein at the helm as president. Uh, we, we've coined it as, as a decline of the LA Galaxy. Uh, there's been a revolving door uh, at the you know, coaching positions as general manager. In fact, we don't have a general manager right now. The last general manager I had was Dennis DeClose, who went uh, back to uh, Feyenoord in the Dutch Eredivis. And so uh, this, it's been like this really weird situation over here because there's really no oversight. It's like this guy can do, can just have his way, whatever the heck he wants, and nobody's there to tell, you know, to really like rein him in and tell him, hey, no, we, we need to focus on these things. The biggest aspect about all this is that fans feel that, uh, especially the supporters groups, they feel like they've been treated more like customers than supporters, than supporters who are very passionate about the club. And I, I think maybe Eddie could elaborate a little bit more about some of the things that Klein has done that have, have eroded all this confidence in him since he joined the club as president. Yeah, uh, sure. It started early. Uh, it started with uh, Bruce Arena. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Bruce. Who hasn't? Um, he's I know he that, is, yeah. <laughs> he's done a couple of things uh, here for the U.S. Uh, he's the one, the first one that kind of came out and said uh, publicly, not directly blaming uh, Chris Klein, but pretty much saying, "I don't want, I don't want to sign these players." Which then it was Giovanni dos Santos and then Steven Gerrard. And then also kind of just not letting him make the soccer decisions that, that break. Bruce was really great at. A good example is uh, Nigel Dijon. I don't know if you or uh, Houston Dynamo fans paid attention on how sh short uh, Nigel Dijon's time was with the Galaxy because uh, Bruce had promised him, I think, I'm assuming he was a TAM player, uh, we're going to pay you this amount this year, and then next year you're going to be a DP. But Bruce, being the, the guy that he is, you know, found out that, no, we're not going to let you do that. So he told Nigel the truth. And then that's why Nigel left, because of the decisions like that. And then the, the, the list goes on, right? I mean, Slatan ended up being, you know, a home run or, or however you want to see it. For the league, um, maybe not so much for Bro, us. Oh, he was good. Them. Yeah. Oh, I, I did his first game, that that uh, midfield volley. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> You Holy mean, shit! Just like the one in uh, Ted Lasso. Similar, yeah, <laughs> a little bit different. Uh, but man, yeah, that was a. Uh, I saw him here, and we beat him. We beat Zlatan, dude. Yeah, and he was so good, he, so good. He's unreal. We were spoiled here. I, it was one of those like you don't know what you got till he's gone. <laughs> yeah, there's somewhere. a song about that. I think. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few. Just, yeah, yeah. It, it's unfortunate because during the time he was here, it was, in a, it was a perfect example of some of the stuff that happens with Klein, where you have this fantastic player, like a keystone player, mm -hmm. but who do you surround them with? I mean, yeah. especially our defense was off during but, that time. Like I was saying, even then with, with Zlatan, right, they still took a chance. Uh, coach then, uh, Shaggy Smith, uh, rest in peace, said he didn't want Zlatan, right? Uh, like, like I said, it turned out to work, to, to be something great, but even then, the it wasn't a, a player that the coach wanted. Uh, what else happened here with with Chris Klein? Uh, even the Chicha signing in the beginning, uh, 
because it felt like they picked Chicha over Slatan. At this point, we want a Slatan, right? Uh, countless coaches, right? Everyone uh, firing his his friend uh, Peter Bahenas. Uh, he was like, was he vice president? Supposedly, he wasn't responsible for signing players and making trades. And then this article comes out like, oh, Peter Bahenas was on the phone all night trying to make trades. So it's like, you know, what what is it? <laughs> Does he or does he not? Who the hell is in charge of, of, you know, getting players? It's just too many things to to think about off the top of my head that Chris Klein has just done to yeah. fuck up this. Uh, and then to top it off, he has the worst two seasons in Galaxy history. He got his contract renewed after one of the worst seasons in Galaxy history. Uh, so it, it, it just... It exploded because at the end, everyone knew his contract was up. Everyone knew. And that, that was at the end of 2022. And they're like, okay, this is, this has got to, this is, this has got to be the end of the road. There's no way. And team C, team C social media, especially a team like the galaxy that really cares about social media. Right. Um, so they see the fans voices. They see us asking for it. They see us not wanting uh Klein, uh, to come out, to to come back, and then he gets caught cheating, uh, you know, towards the end of the year, right before uh, his contract's up, and that's it, right? That's definitely it. He's gone, and then what happens? Silence, silence to what, like maybe mid January, Edgar, something like that. Yeah, and then oh, and um, before we go on, before you go on, can you explain the details of uh, how he got caught cheating, or real quick? Oh man, you're asking guy. the wrong person. <laughs> well, so somewhere it so happens somewhere in the uh, the there's still there's still speculations because I think a lot of a lot of people don't know. Uh, so it seems like in the whole Carlos uh, Christian Christian Pavon uh, transfer or loan or whatever the numbers were not accurate, right? So we ended up either sending over more or actually we we supposedly it was a, supposedly a free transfer. Uh, and it wasn't. Uh, there was some. There was. They didn't really. Uh, they weren't very forthright with the numbers. Uh, Chris Klein and uh, general manager at the time, and um, so he should have been a DP player. He should have been getting DP money. So Galaxy essentially was running around with four DPS, and uh, <laughs> and then the MLS. Uh, you know, somebody Miami. tipped off MLS, <laughs> yeah. and. Um, they found out, and uh, I mean, all those years later, they still found out. And then they sanctioned Galaxy. They uh, they uh, sanctioned one million dollars. They also uh, prevented uh, Klein from being involved in soccer operations for uh, at least to the to the end of the spring transfer window. And to top it off, Galaxy is no longer allowed to make any summer transfers, international summer transfers, uh, for twenty twenty three, which really saddles this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to just to kind of wrap things up a little neat that's one of the reasons why greg vanny is has so much has had so much pressure on him because he's had to be the face of this organization he's also in charge of putting together this team and so in the past galaxy has gotten people early in the season you know they either work out or they don't and then the summer comes along and they're they bring in some you know some some names to fill in spots where they know that they need a player for this situation or, or for this uh position they don't have that luxury this year so Whatever international transfers they get, they have to be absolutely on point. And home runs. they have to be home runs. So far, they did. They, Caligari's done fine. With the hope is that the new uh, a new right back, Julian Alde, is going to be fantastic. So 
But then you have uh, somebody like <laughs> Douglas Costa, who's a DP hanging in the wind. And he's, he's been another one of those client signings that you may, you shake your head like, really, this guy's going to get DP money? We could have got somebody else. Uh, so. Yeah. And like I was getting at, um, the blood was boiling on all Galaxy fans. There was rumbles already of this boycott that is now happening. And the easiest way to set off this boycott was the... For lack of better terms, the bitch way they took the bitch route to to not announce it, right? You would say, Edgar. Yeah. So. And uh, credit to uh, Kevin Baxter uh, of the LA Times. He's he's also one of the, the podcasters in you know that one of the pods that we follow in the LA Galaxy. He actually had to pressure Galaxy to finally get them to admit. Well, that client had been. That was, but re-signed. that was the announcement. Yeah, credit or not, uh, you want to give him credit, go for it, but. Not really, because he was. That was the only announcement, uh, Finn. So, or in all Houston Dynamo fans. So, imagine if you hated this guy and you want him gone, and then on a Thursday, like at 8 p.m., they uh, they put on LA Times article, LA Times article, right? Not the Galaxy, not the Galaxy website, not Galaxy Twitter, an LA Times article uh, announcing the. The, the extension of, of our president Chris Klein. Chris Klein. Oh, I was giving I was giving credit to Kevin Baxter dude, for like for pushing for that because you know he he was he was badgering them and badgering them and badgering them to finally I like, I, I like say Kevin something. Baxter but it was handed to him. Come on, well there's yeah. there was literally no other other announcement but that one. So that yeah. was the sounds like you guys. Oh, oh, sorry, you guys. You guys sound like you have a. A lot worse of a relationship with UFO than we do. Yeah, um, I mean, it hasn't been the most uh, difficult in the past, but it seems like this this has really made things very, very difficult uh, for communication between the front office and the supporters. Um, that the, the whole thing where where he got he got you know they they resigned him, and there was no official announcement, and all these fans were upset. And especially after what happened with uh, the team being sanctioned, that was a straw that broke the camel's back. And that's what supporters, a lot of them had already uh, canceled their season tickets. Uh, a, a lot more decided to do it again for 2023. And then they decided that they were going to boycott the team, whether it's to sales, attending the matches. And then they started staging protests at every uh, opportunity possible. Uh, the very first one was at the kit launch, which was held in downtown LA. Uh, then they had another one, uh, at uh, an opening day, at the well, the, the real opening day against Vancouver, and since then they've been trying to stage protests wherever they can to get the voice out. And we've we've been noticing that other teams have been uh, cognizant of this because at the last match in Portland, uh, the Timbers Army actually had a little sign that said "Client Out" as well. So, uh, like we said before, MLS is a family, except for those orcs in LAFC. <laughs> But and yeah. so we, we we all really care about each other. We are a family. And we we're, yeah. gonna, we're all gonna get together to pay um Messi's salary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that? That's nonsense. <laughs> that is absolute garbage. Wait, like, what what do we touch on that a little bit? I I, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on like, this. I have my own thoughts. That's that. That is that's like athletic socialism. But only one team gets the benefit. So it's not socialism at all. It's a goddamn totalitarian system. And then- <laughs> Don Garber's like, let him go where he wants, and we're all going to pay him. But Beckham and Miami get to reap the benefits. Absolutely not, dude. Then all his all his merchandise revenue should be split. 
You yeah. can keep the tickets in the gate, but his revenue generated by merchandise, no matter where in this country, if it's this messy and it's got inner Miami or wherever he ends up, which will probably be Miami, it gets split equally amongst the teams. No team should get more than other. It's, it's absolute garbage. Like no other league would do this. No, no other league would do this. This is, that's like this, this, I don't know how y'all feel about the salary structure and the, you can have this many internationals, DPs. I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. I know we've, We've Americanized and kind of bastardized the soccer system. But, dude, it was working fine for every other country for hundreds of years. What are we doing? And this is just stupid. Unless he comes to Houston, then I'm for it. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, he'll look good in orange. Uh, But... Dude, no. he would look terrible in orange. He does not have the complexion <laughs> to pull off this orange we got here, man. He's he'll look super pasty and then he'll look like uh, he'd look like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> he looked like he's wearing a bodysuit. Yeah. <laughs> what was that thing that we said yesterday? Um the fat Finn, about the, the the office party with the guys fighting. Yeah. That's what we, the game's gonna be like. Yeah, we were talking about how how what, what's it gonna be like offensively. And uh I think I said uh, it's like when you get a bunch of accountants in those fat suits and they fight, that's what our <laughs> offense is going to be like. Just two fatties just bumping up against each other and not much is getting accomplished. Oh, my God. Uh, as far as Messi, though, uh, I, I agree with you, but it's like I got a couple of questions, too. But uh, this is like once in a generation, like opportunity. Obviously, it sounds crazy for everyone to pitch in, but I don't get why they don't figure out what that number is, right? And it's like, do you want to go to the Galaxy? They have the money. Do you want to go to NYFC? They have the money. You know, there's a couple teams that have that money, right? And that's... Yeah. And then, uh, you know, behind scenes, you know, under the table, if any team was like, hey, uh, can the Galaxy come play us twice this season? Or, you know, make sure they play us this season? Then they could do that, too. So... I, I think they should work something out to make it happen. Also, a piece of the revenue and uh, all merchandise for all teams because it's definitely going to get a lot of a lot of attention. Attention, And I think the MLS needs it, especially if you've been reading into the whole Apple TV drama, how they're like not even 40% of their expected uh, whatever uh, memberships or signups for MLS uh, pass. So they, they need a splash like this. Yeah, the MLS pass is expensive. Yeah. Yeah, somebody broke it down, and I was like, damn, that is kind of sad. Like, ESPN Plus is five bucks, and it gets you the Prem, uh, Bundesliga, La Liga. uh, Peacock gets you, I think, some U.S. soccer games now. No, that one gives you Premiership. I said that on the – ESPN Plus gets you the FA Cup. Peacock gets you the Premier League and and some U.S. games, and I forgot what else. And – 15 bucks for for Apple TV and I mean I'm an MLS fan but all you get is MLS on top of the Apple TV subscription you got to pay Yeah it's yeah. expensive I'm I'm not I like the content I like the fact that we can watch the lower league games but uh was is it 15 a month mm-hmm. 13 a month Dude Apple alone is 5 yeah, like, Unless you're a season ticket holder right uh cuz I don't, I don't know. Thinking... I am, and I don't know where to get my discount. <laughs> we isn't, it, no, isn't it supposed to be league wide, like where it's free? Yeah. Shut up. How do mm-hmm. I get that? Yeah, you better contact your FO. <laughs> ah. <laughs> because I think the I was talking to the to the Charlotte FC uh, podcast guys, and they were discussing the fact that hey, we get we get MLS games for free. You know, with the if you're a season ticket holder. 
Yeah. So. Oh shit! Look at this. Yeah, they do. Okay, I gotta figure. There this you out. go. Oh, <laughs> look at that. You were this many days old when you found out. <laughs> yeah. See, lose the you get one galaxy. per account. Hooked you up. You're like, damn it! I don't have to pay anymore. Yeah, if it's free, it's for me. <laughs> if I have to pay, then yeah. no way. Yeah. Yeah. See, free isn't bad, and I I have like, of course, free isn't bad. Free is great. And I have the free six months of Apple TV, but like, imagine if next year we we don't get it. Do I really see myself paying twenty bucks a month on top of everything else I already pay for? Uh, yeah. Uh, somebody pointed out, like, you know, you go out to a club, you spend like seventy dollars on drinks, you know, <laughs> maybe once or twice a week. Yeah. Puts it into context. No, it's different. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> you guys, you guys are married. You guys have kids. So I don't know if you're married, Finn, but you guys have kids. I'm not. I'm happily divorced twice. There you add a boy. Oh, really? <laughs> really? That shit's expensive. That's more than Apple TV. I can tell you that. <laughs> See, you got to speak for the rest of the divorcees. Like, how are we supposed to get our MLS soccer at 20 bucks a month? Yeah, my, my child support is about 150 times what Apple TV costs me a, mo- a, a month. There you go. See? Come on. You guys are doing math in your head right now. It's like, how much does he pay? Mm, I, you I, have I, to combine. <laughs> if you combined Apple TV and the MLS pass, it's exactly... A hundred dollars, hundred times more a month. I could do that real quick. Two thousand a month. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> I was typing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I have the number burned into my head. Oh man, that's rough. That's like that's a lot. But you like... know what? It's my fault. At least half of it. But you know what? At least you get free. Uh, you know, Apple TV now for MLS. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I got to figure that out. I got to get it. <laughs> Uh, um, my... oh, go ahead. Sorry, friend. You're gonna say something. Oh no, my daughter just popped in, so I'm gonna have to wrap this up pretty soon. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yes, I mean, I was gonna ask you guys if you guys had anything else, any last thoughts uh, before we wrap this up, so you guys can go to your kids and I can go do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just. Uh, I, I want to thank Finn again for coming on for a second night <laughs> after the, you know the last episode that will forever be lost to the ether. But uh, thanks again, Finn. Yeah, uh, you know, we're glad to have you on, and we look forward to having you on again when Galaxy plays Houston again later this season. If you or any uh, Houston fans that you know, you know, are, are come down to LA, let us know, uh, and we'd be glad to you know meet up with you and hang out. Yeah, uh, I know um, some people don't go to the you know go to games because of the protest, but I'm going. I'm a journalist. I'm watching it. You know, everything objectively and covering the games. Um, so you're always welcome here, Finn. Uh, we look forward to working with you again, man. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah, I'll be back. And then if you guys ever come to Houston, like I said, I got two bedrooms. Well, really, I have one. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure out who shares my bed, and then the other one can have the pullout. Oh. We'll put all the kids in one room. <laughs> it's probably gonna be probably gonna be Edgar with that mustache. <laughs> oh no! I, I just, oh I, yes. <laughs> I was just gonna like, piggyback wow. off what Edgar said. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you very much, uh, Finn. Hopefully, this is the first of many. Uh, times that we get to have you on or vice versa, you know, we play each other again, you know, the, the home, what at home? Yeah. At home. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll see each other in the playoffs. Hopefully every team makes it. So, so, <laughs> so hopefully right. we could, we could talk then again. And, uh, yeah, like he said, any Houston fans coming down, we're, we're pretty friendly. Galaxy fans for the most part are friendly. We'll tell you who to stay away with from, so you don't get in trouble. Roger uh, that. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, we, me and Edgar are 
part of the at a galaxy podcast calls news across the Ga- news across damn what's wrong with me news across the galaxy uh you can find us across all socials uh finn if you want to shout out your pod where they can find yeah you. if you guys if you go and you type in houston dynapod you can find us on all social media or uh you could actually google best houston dynamo podcast oh we should yeah. be up top I, I think that's still the case let me check oh i wish we had that luxury. So. Well, we are one of the top four uh, Galaxy uh, podcasts <laughs> announced ah. by the team. I know. It's not anymore, but I think they've alphabetized this bitch. And I, I know one's I know one's better than the other ones. In my heart, you definitely are. And you always will be. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. You guys too. <laughs> fuck LA, fuck LAFC. There you them. go. That's yeah, you right go. There. That's what we're talking about. Right. So uh yeah, tune in. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And for Finn, Edgar, my name's Eddie. Peace. Peace out, boys. Peace out.